Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Classy AF, But She Likes to Cuss a Lot. I am your host and mindset coach, Dante Rosh. Thanks so much for joining me. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the five things I removed from my life in order to find ultimate happiness. No, uh, not ultimate happiness, but five things I removed from my life that made me happier after I removed them. So I'm going to share with you the five things I've removed from my life that have created more happiness and joy and well-being. And this is not to shame you if you still want to do these things or have these things in your life. It's not to make you feel bad. I'm just sharing my experience with removing them and how it's affected my life. And if you're motivated or inspired or encouraged to remove one unhealthy thing in your life, then that's a win. And I am honored to have encouraged you to look at your life in a different way. Um, So without further ado, here are those five things. The first one is negative shows, movies, media of any kind. So I don't watch the news because it makes me feel like shit. And I get a lot of the snippets and highlights from social media. So I don't need to spend hours and hours watching negative news. It's designed to be negative and dramatic to keep you watching. If they shared good news stories, it's sad but true. People would not stay engaged. It's the drama that draws draws people in. And I just noticed I can feel it in my stomach in my like that my my shoulders get tense my jaw gets tense and I just have this kind of low-key underlying anxiety and anger when I watch the news and it's not helpful for me to have access to a lot of the information that they share and let's be honest most news nowadays isn't news it's opinion about the news um Otherwise, they would not have that much to talk about if they just shared the facts and signed off, right? They have to keep us on all day long. That's their goal. And so they have to share and overanalyze and give their opinions about every little freaking thing going on. This also goes to the shows I watch on TV and streaming services. I know some of my best friends love Law & Order SVU and I finally watched it and I actually binged like five or six episodes in a day and I had nightmares that night. My stomach felt like in knots, you know, it's SVU Special Victims Unit. So, you know, women get raped and kids get abused and it just makes me feel like terrible, terrible, even if I watch one episode. But I'm an empath. So when I watch those things, I imagine it happening to me or people I love or care about. I can't, it's really hard for me to separate myself from what I'm watching. So if you, like I said, my best friends love that show and they can watch it and it doesn't bother them. It's just entertainment. They can turn it off and go to sleep peacefully. Then yeah, keep doing you, enjoy it. Same thing with the news. But here's the thing, what I want to inspire and encourage is the more and more I focus on mindfulness and my mindset and I'm more in tune with like my body and my emotions and how I'm feeling and the energy that I have, I am more aware of the things that are affecting me feeling good. 
So the more I look internally to check in with myself and see how I'm feeling, the more I understand what is making me feel like shit and what makes me feel better. And I want to do less of the things that make me feel like shit and more of the things that make me feel better. Not only is this good for like my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, it's also really good for manifesting. I recently was listening to Abraham Hicks, uh, Conversations with Abraham Hicks podcast. I highly recommend it. It's short snippets from live events she's had and audience members ask questions it's super helpful but she talked about the fact that the information we consume like through television like it does affect our abilities to be in like a high vibe state which high vibe state is a place of abundance and easier to attract things into your life and if you don't believe in that shit then it just makes you feel good right high vibe is like a feel-good state so Most of us want to be in a feel-good state more of the time than not once we're aware of the fact that that is even a possibility. So she talks about how these movies, they can affect your your state, your high-vibe state, because they are designed to do that. Like drama, dramatic movies are designed to make you feel feelings. You know, action movies are are designed to make you feel intense you know thrillers or make you feel at the edge of your seat horrors to scare the shit out of you comedy is to make you laugh and nothing is wrong with that she even said like that's not a bad thing to consume those things it's just it does lower your vibration or you know affect you in some way that's what it's designed to do and that's like a short-term thing but if I'm binging on shows that are dramatic or negative that does affect me. And so I generally try not to consume that information. Or if I do, it's like I it's a mini series that I know is going to end. And therefore, the emotion and feeling behind it is going to end soon, too. But that's, those shows are so good. Like, I get it. They're so entertaining. They keep me engaged more than some of the other stuff. But I generally stick to comedies and documentaries the um they just don't affect me in a negative way so I stopped watching like housewives kardashians anything that creates like false drama um it just stresses me out when people are yelling at each other it just again leads to anxiety and this like knot in my stomach that I never even noticed was there before until I started being more intentional and mindful about it so what I'm asking for all of you guys to do is just be mindful of the things after you're consuming something whether it be actual food or information or you're just around certain people like how do you feel do you feel uplifted inspired energized encouraged educated relaxed or do you feel stressed sad depressed mad angry like sons of anarchy is an example that is an amazing show I will never recommend it to anyone like I tell people it's good but don't watch it because there's scenes in that show I will never be able to get out of my head traumatic things that happen to people on that show I will never be able to get out of my head and they're fake right but like this stuff does happen to people and again as an empath I can't separate the fact that people have actually gone through those traumatic terrible things I can't unsee those things and our minds aren't necessarily like encouraged or designed to witness that level of trauma and not be affected by it again it's a fake fictional story but it apparently is based on some truth right there are those motorcycle gangs anyways don't watch it um so that's the first one negative shows movies media of any kind the second one is again going to media is certain social media accounts I have unfollowed or muted do you know did you know that you can mute people you can mute there's some of you might have me muted that's totally fine good on you you can mute people's stories 
and or their posts. So that way you let's say it's a really close friend of yours or somebody you know and you wouldn't want to hurt their feelings by unfollowing them, which fuck it, who cares if it's that harmful for you, you should unfollow them. But if it's just like, you know, I don't really need to see the information every day or some of it's negative and that kind of brings me down or makes me feel ick, mute them and they don't they don't even know. Like who cares even if they did know. Or I'll unfollow certain accounts. So Again, so for me, there's certain accounts that make me feel less than or make me feel more insecure. Like I already have insecurities, right? But those accounts kind of bring them out of me. So I notice how I'm feeling after I engage with that account, read it, watch it, whatever. And I've been doing a better job of unfollowing those people. And there's certain celebrities I like to check in every once in a while. Like I fucking love Chrissy Teigen. And she doesn't, her account doesn't make me feel negative in any way. She just posts too much. And then I'm on social media longer than I want to be to get caught up with every ounce of her life, which is not necessary or helpful. So I unfollowed her. But I check in on my girl Chrissy every now and then because she is amazing and I love her. So... Be mindful of the people that you follow and unfollow or mute the people that are negative, mean. I've unfollowed people or muted people that are spreading fake news or are just aggre- have any sort of aggressive negative tone. And every once in a while, everyone people have a bad day. They want to vent on social media. Yes, do it. You can find support and it's good to vent. But if generally the tone of your page is negative and venty and ugh, no thanks, unfollow, hide. Or if people have like a lot of what I want, like sometimes I get like a little jealous and it's not healthy for me to see Range Rovers every day, you know, because then it makes me want a Range Rover um, or whatever it is. There's certain accounts that I don't follow. What are those things for you? I don't know. You can decide. And some of you are like, you were lame. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Then you're lucky. Amazing. Who are you? Let me know. DM me. Um, But no, good for you. Then yeah, absolutely continue to do whatever makes you feel good. The third thing I got rid of, which made me happier, is my Apple Watch. So I stopped wearing my Apple Watch because multiple reasons. First and foremost was the steps and like closing my rings. So I'm a very all or nothing person. Again, what I want your biggest takeaway to be from this episode is getting to know yourself and then finding things that, again, support you feeling better and avoid the things that make you feel worse. So my Apple Watch made me feel worse than when I was not wearing it. The closing of the rings, I'm all or nothing. So it's like if I can't close all my rings today, I just makes me feel like a piece of shit. (laughs) And if I forgot to wear my watch one day and it didn't count my workout, that bothered me. Or if I had to charge it and I couldn't count those steps while it was charging, that bothered me. And it just was a metric that was kind of like weighing on me and being held over me by this like invisible being of like, you're not good enough today because you didn't close your rings. And so again, if you have a healthy relationship with things like that, good on you. Wear that watch, babe. Enjoy it because if it encourages you to get up and be healthier, do it. It just to me weighed me down and made me feel less than. That's all I can say. Another thing is the notifications. Having instant access on your wrist to every little thing that goes on on your phone was very disruptive to me and pulled me away from being present. So I noticed that I was 
losing eye contact with people and attention to check a text or to check what email came through and or to be reminded to fucking breathe, which like relax, Apple Watch, we get it, breathe. That's not helpful for me if I'm in the middle of something that I needed to be focused on. So, or to stand up, whatever it is, those notifications pulled me from being present and I am trying to do a better job of being present and being in the moment and that does the opposite and especially when I'm around other people, like people that I love and care about, it just felt like I was putting them on the back burner for this like notification that controlled my life, right? Ding, you automatically have to look down ding you got to look down again ding you got to look down again and some of it some of you have notifications for every freaking thing like ESPN and news and this person did this and this person took a photo and went to the bathroom today it's like whoa you're getting interrupted like how many times a day are you getting interrupted like I had turned most of those off and it was still annoying me so I stopped wearing it I feel so much better I'm still super productive I use my iPhone for alarms and scheduling and directions and all the cool things that it does I don't need the watch again that's just me And along that note, another thing I got rid of is notifications in general. So even on my phone, I only have very limited notifications turned on. I have my text and calls, emails, because for the same thing, it just draws my attention away. It pulls me away and I don't like that. I want to be present when I'm around people and God knows there's enough on my phone to keep me distracted and preventing me from doing the things I want or could be doing instead I don't need more reasons to be stuck to my phone that's exactly how the phone is designed and set up to keep you on it as long as humanly possible let's not have machines dictate our lives people okay another thing the fourth thing that I got rid of is caffeine so this is my story not does not have to be yours. Relax. If you enjoy your coffee, you enjoy that. For me, I am a very sensitive to caffeine. Even one cup in the morning at 7 a.m. affects the quality of my sleep. I'm a really bad sleeper. I don't sleep well and I needed to try removing everything that could get in the way of that. Even after I quit the one cup of coffee that I had in the morning, I still felt like the flu-like symptoms you get when you quit coffee, the achy bones, the headache, the agitation, the irritability, all of it. It was terrible. So for people to say it's not a drug or it's not harmful, like just try taking yourself off of it and seeing what happens. Like it is harmful depending on how much you consume and the type of person you are. Every body, every human body is different. So some people can have a cup of coffee at night and pass out. I don't know why or how those people do that. I am not that person. So does that mean I never, ever, ever have caffeine? No. Um, Like recently I was driving back from Vegas and I did have coffee in the morning because I knew it was going to be a long day um, and I wanted to stay alert during my drive. But generally like during the week and most times I do not consume caffeine and especially caffeine from coffee. Caffeine from coffee also makes me feel very irritable and uh, gives me anxiety like it hurts my stomach keeps my stomach in a knot can sometimes make me feel nauseous makes my palms sweatier my shoulders more tense I do this like nervous 
kind of, I have this habit since I was a kid of like biting the inside of my cheeks and that goes crazy when I have caffeine, even one cup. And then the more caffeine I increase, the worse and worse those symptoms get. So I get more anxiety, more sweaty, more stressed, more nervous, more anxious. And um, I just don't have those feelings anymore. So sometimes I still do enjoy a cup of decaf coffee in the morning. Um, Not every day I'm trying to keep that as a treat, but uh, it's just nice to have that kind of ritual, that warm goodness and that coffee flavor is so delicious. So I've noticed sleeping better. I've noticed less anxiety and stress. And it's so funny because I know a lot of people say, oh, caffeine doesn't bother me. Caffeine doesn't bother me. And it's like, oh, how often do you like how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, like five. I only need five. I only need five. Okay, cool, cool. Like science is wrong then. Science that says you need seven to nine hours is wrong. Um, Again, every body is different. So there are those people that I know can drink a cup of coffee at night and just pass out. But if you're not a good sleeper, if you suffer from anxiety, if you suffer from nervousness, tension, tension headaches, um, all those things, maybe it's one thing to look into. Okay, the fifth and last thing that I've cut out of my life, which has made me happier, is gluten. So another food item. Gluten is flour, and it's an everything delicious, and gluten-free tastes not as delicious, but... Not only does gluten affect my physical body, it also gives me anxiety and affects like my happiness in terms of kind of get this like in a funk or kind of depressed if I go on a gluten binge. So I eat probably like 80% gluten-free. There are times, especially if I've had a couple bevs, where if there's pizza in front of me, I will fucking eat that pizza and I have no self-control. But I have been doing good the last two months. I've been staying away from it. And it's night and day what it does to me on my insides and my mental health and clarity. I have brain fog, indigestion, bloating. I will bloat like two sizes after eating gluten. No joke. I mean, you can just see it in my face and my body. And the worst part is, like I said, the anxiety and even like low-key depression I feel. And I don't know if people talk about that because I hadn't read about that it was more like the physical bodily kind of effects that it had is why a lot of people avoid it a lot of why I initially avoided it heartburn indigestion all these things um it wasn't until I started taking it out of my life and then reintroducing it when I wanted gluten that I noticed how it made me feel so I mean, in a perfect world, I'd love to be 100% gluten-free and never touch the stuff again, but that's not realistic. So I want to get as close to 100% as possible. So if someone has like a bomb birthday cake, uh, funfetti, yeah, I'm fucking eating that. But generally, I'm trying not to buy it and keep it in my house. And I did do the blood test and I do have a sensitivity to towards gluten, but I've seen a TED Talk and read and listened and viewed a lot of things about gluten and they do say it's harmful for everyone because of the way the gluten the flour is processed nowadays so if you're having pizza or pasta like fresh from like italy or homemade sourdough bread from this like fancy flour you bought at the farmer's market that may have different effects on your body than processed like white flour or even whole wheat flour and this TED Talk was saying that basically he had a stack of Legos that were green and at the bottom had a longer Lego that was yellow. And he was saying this is a protein or enzyme, I forget, that's found in gluten, the yellow, longer 
Lego. And he's saying our bodies were not designed to break this down. Our bodies don't know what to do with it. And so that's what creates all these negative effects of gluten on your digestion and your mental health. And I actually also listened to this nine-hour audio book called Grain Brain and how gluten products can affect your brain health because gluten products create inflammation. And inflammation in the body means there's inflammation in the brain and inflammation in the brain can lead to lots of bad things like Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. And it's not great for anyone, but it's definitely worse for people that have a gluten sensitivity or and or or celiac, which celiac celiac is totally different. I should do like a whole gluten-free episode because people love to learn about gluten-free, right? Um, No, I probably won't. But I can talk a lot about it because I am passionate about how harmful it is for me and how good I feel when I am gluten-free, even though it it does have its challenges. But now that I live in Southern California and LA, there's millions of gluten-free options like pizzas, pastas, cookies, cakes that taste honestly just as good as the original. And the more you eat them, the less you forget about what the real product tastes like, just how we can all pretend cauliflower rice is rice and zucchini noodles are noodles, which we all know is BS, but the more we eat it, the less we kind of miss or crave the other things. And anytime you can just make a replacement, so like maybe you're used to eating pasta or pizza, maybe twice a week you have gluten or let's be honest, most of us have gluten with every single meal and maybe you just go gluten-free for one meal or one day a week and just see how you feel. Uh, I would suggest starting incrementally and small and seeing if it works for you. So those are the five things that I've done in the last several years that have really changed my mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. And I've just been trying to be more intentional, more mindful of how I'm feeling, what am I consuming, whether that's through my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my being, what am I consuming and how does that make me feel? And how do I cut out the things that when I sit there and think about them don't make me feel good? And how do I add more of the things that make me feel better? And so I'll do another episode that have more things I've cut out and I might do another episode of things I've added. So the reverse that make me feel better. And let me know if anything resonated with you. Let me know if you're trying, if you're going to try any of these and if they work or things you've cut out. And I mean this when I say reach out to me and share how you feel about the episode or like I said, things you've tried that have worked for you and message me on Instagram at Dante Roche, R-O-S-H, or I recently, your girl recently got Facebook, so find me on there, Dante Roche. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Classy AF, but she likes to cuss a lot. I hope you've It just gave you one aha moment or made you reflect on something for half a second. That's my only goal with these episodes is to educate, inspire, or entertain in in a perfect world, all three. So have a fabulous, fabulous day and thanks so much for listening.